Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Beaumont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. It just kind of breaks my heart that you have to ask me, Sarah, did you watch this? Did you watch this? Did you watch this? <laughs> well, <laughs> given your track record with trailers, I, you know, I just can't, I, I just don't want to assume because you know what they say about assuming. I do know what they say about assuming. <laughs> yeah, I did watch all of the trailers. I even managed to find myself finally watching the Dune trailer. Oh, wow. Grudgingly. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, so, and, and we had a few. I mean, for some reason, The Matrix 4 mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't feel real to me. Yeah. Um, but they dropped a trailer. The trailer really well put together. Yeah. And I am still very apprehensive about this film. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. Uh, uh, well, after the, I mean, we saw what happened with that trilogy. It came out of the gate strong. And then the second and third films, I mean, honestly, I, you know, it was, I had, I had kind of blocked them out uh, <laughs> as far as what happened because, you know, it was just like the the original was just so so um, you know obviously Hall of Fame film, and then and then of course the sequels were just uh, yeah anyway, but yeah the trailer today it I'm like okay I it actually like it went it, it moved me from oh I'll just watch this on HBO Max in December to like. Yeah, actually, I, I will probably go to the theater now to watch this film because just the visuals uh, it, with that and and just the, you know, just getting those, those first film bobs from from it as well. Right. I mean, it, it just it just really, like you said, it was a well put together trailer. I mean, obviously, a lot of people have talked about the. The soundtrack in the trailer using the uh, Jefferson Airplane song, I think White Rabbit, I think it's called. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it just set the tone right out the gate. And and then, it, you know, from that point forward, I was just like, all right, take my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm at the point where I have to see it in theaters. Um, maybe for nostalgic purposes, because yeah. I, I still remember to this day seeing the original Matrix in theaters. Mm-hmm. Go figure, I didn't see the sequels in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, yeah. But I did probably, see them. I yeah. still don't really remember them. But. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm the same way. Um, you know, listening to tra- you know, the trailer, various trailer reactions today. About, you know, I was able to refresh my memory of what what happened, and of course, I mean, I did remember that Neo, like, I guess, died in the in the third one, but but a lot of the other, but a lot of the other points um, really really didn't um, stand out. Other than I think in the second one, I think I do remember the really dope scene on the the, the I guess the chase on the freeway or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's an action movie, so there's always going to be those sequences that really stand out. Yeah. Even though you're you're still questioning, okay, but wait, what happened to the characters? How yeah. did the story end? What was the point of this? Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That it's very exciting to see that potentially this could be the sequel that we deserved. Yes. Um, 
and yeah. the and the and maybe even launch another trilogy for all we know. Maybe not about round Neo. It looks like they're gonna introduce some characters. I know some people have been talking about who those characters are because Matrix is starting to become like Star Wars where there's mm-hmm. all the other canon out there. Yep. So we'll we'll see. We'll we'll definitely see for sure. But um in other news, now I don't really know what the news is about this. Um, I will be shocked if it's anything other than this movie is visually stunning. But <laughs> apparently, Dune got showed at the Venice Film Festival, and there's been some reactions. Yeah, so it did get it did debut at the Venice Film Festival. Apparently, it uh, was well well received as an understatement. It got like a seven, depending on which re- report you. Read. I've read anything from a seven-minute standard ovation to a nine-minute standard ovation. <laughs> Sit the freak down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but then you know I have you know some of the other reactions I've seen where the some of the similar you know criticisms of uh, Denny Villeneuve's films where they're visually stunning but the story sometimes is lacking. Uh, some some of the things I've seen about it is the third act in the in the um, film is clearly trying to set up for a sequel, mm-hmm. and um, so you know. But but then others have been just just, just really really positive a, a, about this film. So uh, you know, this is another one that will have the option of seeing in theater or uh, HBO Max. Uh, I think. I, yeah, I'm still. I mean, after that second trailer, I I, I think I'm 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 on the uh, going to the theater track to, to see this film because I think it's just visually, just like we were discussing with the Matrix. I think there'll just be pieces of it that um, visually just, you need to to see in a theater and 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 you know and just jumping ahead to um, one of the films will be. Reviewing tonight, Shang Chi. You know, I, I was sharing with you this weekend how I'm glad I actually saw that film in the theater um, with some of the things that happened in it. But I think Dune will be is one of those films as well. Um, I agree, Dune, and it's because Denis Villeneuve is behind the camera, and mm-hmm. that's the only reason why I would want to see that movie in theaters. Um, However, I I disagree with you about Shang Chi. I could have totally seen that on Disney Plus and been completely satisfied. Mm. <laughs> I probably actually would have liked it more because the CGI issues would probably not have been so in my face. <laughs> so. Well, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. We'll get more into that later. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but. <laughs> well, you already did. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. But... Other news: Andrew Garfield has made it clear that he is not involved in Spider-Man: No Way Home. Um. I'm so tired of reporting on if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this movie that I don't really care at this point. Do you yeah. have anything else to add, Will? Well, I, just, I, I had added this on to the rundown earlier in the week uh, when I saw, I guess he was in an article in Variety, and he was basically saying it's news to him if he was um, in in this film. And and it was... It, and, you know, basically, he was like, "Look, if if I say I'm in it, then people are like, well, yeah, we know that.' And if he says he's not in it, then you know, he's he's basically I'm effed either way.' But um, you know, maybe you know, again, 
it could be one of those things where it's like um you know he has a maybe non-disclosure agreement and he's just like sticking to it and maybe he will show up but i'm like yeah but um when we get that second trailer some of these rumors will be put to rest. I know there was some rumor today, I think on Twitter, where there's a, allegedly a video of Andrew uh, against the blue screen leaked. But again, yeah, it's just like here, all believe nothing at this point. I swear to God, if they if they give that way in the trailer, it's the stupidest thing Disney has ever done. Yeah, yeah, it's but just, thing- doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. Really, it because they're not going to be a main character in that movie at all. What we're going to get potentially is a cameo, and so you're going to waste that cameo and that shock and that surprise by in the trailer. Are you kidding me? That's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And also something you said, I think last week or, or, or or sometime when we were discussing this topic, we've already seen this with with Into the Spider Verse. So I don't think. We need to rehash that again. Right, right, right. We we shall see in December, hopefully not anytime soon. Um, And just, guys, leave them alone. They have other projects that they are front and center lead actors in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, In other news, and Will's favorite day or one of his favorite days has occurred, and we got a lot of news on Star Trek Day, including a Picard Season 2 trailer and confirmation it will return in February. The trailer, first of all, it's not that I forgot about Picard. It's just been a long time since we've seen that first season. It has been, been. a while. Yeah, it has been. A it, was, it was a good first season. The The second season, I like this anthology approach mm-hmm. where this is clearly the same crew a lot of those faces we got to know in that first um, first season. But this story is not going to necessarily be connected to that first season. It's it's going to be there. The, the crew is on a new adventure. Sort yeah. of. Um, and this adventure is, is, is feels very cinematic. I'll put it, it that way. It does. It does. That trailer had a very cinematic feel, of course. It's very Tommy Wimey. We, we're getting time travel, and and uh, you know, like you said, we're the the new cast of characters and some familiar and some old faces as well. Will 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 show up in in, in season two. Uh, also, as part of this, uh, season three was confirmed uh, last yes, last night during the uh, Star Trek Day uh, extravaganza on, Par- on uh, Paramount Plus. But got a lot of different vibes from this. I mean, I, I, you know, from not only from within Star Trek and thinking about stories of where they've gone back in time. You know, think about Star Trek's Voyage Home, for example, where they had to save save the future by bringing back the, the Wells and and, and and other stories. And, of course, we see the Borg and, and the Borg Queen is going to be back and have a part. And, of course, the big one, is, of course, is Q returning. Uh, which I, I loved the way they uh, you know set up the trailer and you know, used the the line from the the final 
episode of the of the television series, uh, you know, that the uh, the trial never ends, uh, which was when we first first introduced the Q in the in the encounter at Farpoint at the beginning of the series. And so, yeah, there's just a lot of great things about this trailer that, to, like you said, it's it's really I think they're really embracing the anthology aspect of it instead of the episodic thing that another show that they uh, that's actually a spinoff of one of the newer series uh star uh, star trek uh, strange new worlds mm-hmm. was also uh had big news last night uh, where they um introduced the the rest of the cast so uh star trek discovery which is also coming back this fourth season is going to be uh starting on november 18th of this year also spun off captain pike uh because it's in that series, it was set originally set at the time, right before ten years or so before Captain Kirk, and of course the third seasons and subsequent seasons now are again involving time time jumps, big time jumps, like a thousand years is where the, the series is currently set. But the new show, Strange New Worlds, is going to be set uh, again ten years before Kirk uh, with Captain Pike, who was the first captain of the Enterprise. And of course, Spock and, and number one. But some of the big news that came out of that new series is that uh, Uhura, who was one of the original series characters, is going to be in this show. And it's not in the it's not in the movie J.J. Abrams universe. It's actually the original universe uh, of the series that this that this this show is set in. So we'll see Cadet Uhura, which was when I saw that, I was so excited. Like mistyped her name when I like <laughs> tweeted about it. <laughs> but also, Chris uh, Christine Chapel's also going to be another original series character who's going to be on this new show, and Doctor Mbinga, and, and then they also introduced some other other new characters. So pacing wise, you know the the uh, you know it, the Star Trek Day event was a little bit better than comic-con at home but not dc fandom level of presentation wise but it still had a it, it, but it still had a lot of great moments and um you know and, and and did the thing that it needed to do which was just like set up you know celebrate the 55 years that the show's been on but also you know setting up the future with you know some of the newer shows that are coming up also like star, star trek prodigy which is another show where they're going into animation that's going to be on nickelodeon and then they uh, did a mid-season trailer for Star Trek Lower Decks, which is uh, on um, uh, in its second season right now, which actually is really, really funny. It's a great send-up of Star Trek. I know a lot of old heads get, like, kind of perturbed about it, but I love it because it's like, you know, if you can't laugh at yourself, then what you know, what can you laugh at? And, and I think it, it does that pretty well with the series, so. Well, that's good. I'm I'm yeah. glad that it was better than Comic Con at home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. And and I'm I'm also like I said before, the Picard season two trailer, it reminded me of the first season, the characters that we got to know and made me excited for February to get here so we could yeah. see what the next adventure is. Um I mean content is coming. Like yeah drought is over and it's going to be another crazy year of a lot of things happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we, we deserve it after yes. <laughs> scraping <laughs> the barrel of like, okay. Yes. So yes. 
Um, moving on to um, to talk a little bit more about Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Both Will and I saw it over the weekend, as did a lot of other people. I mean, it did pretty yeah. well. I guess I say pretty well. I know it broke a record, mm-hmm. but it's still not the large numbers that were occurring pre-COVID. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to see that that people did go out and give this movie some love. Um, I'm not mad at this movie. This movie is very satisfactory. Yeah. Very satisfactory. I had low expectations going into it. Um, and they, they definitely exceeded those expectations. Um, I, I still don't understand how with these comic book movies recently, it's always the small adorable animal that doesn't <laughs> talk who's the best character in the movie um, yeah. i just may be biased but morris like give that man his own movie morris yeah. is adorable and just and and the fact that he had <laughs> ben kingsley <laughs> <laughs> like the other thing this movie does very that that took me off guard is Everybody knows Iron Man 3 is not, like, necessarily one of the better movies in the MCU. Um, And and the whole Mandarin thing was was just so weird how they executed it. Mm -hmm. And so they brought Ben Kingsley back, and, and they actually showed us who the Mandarin was while redeeming this other character. And my my one of my gripes about this movie is... They never really showed us what happened to him after everything. Did he stay in the village with Morris or did I, he get kicked out? I think they left it ambiguous. They definitely did. And yeah. so I mean that I mean that just opens the door to potentially seeing him again in Shang-Chi 2. Mm-hmm. But I I just I I really it was it was a really good timing too because the the plot we we got to know these characters we had a, a few very well executed fight sequences mm-hmm. and then we kind of got into this family drama that was going on and it's like okay i see the pattern are they going to like throw us a curveball and they did by bringing back this character and 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 showing him and this creature um, throughout that third act to really, I don't know, to to refresh as they as they enter that final um, part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like what they did with uh, with the whole it with 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 Trevor. They did several things. They. Um, I agree. It was one of the highlights of the film for me and, and Morris as well. I mean, when I had when it, when that did have those laugh out loud moments with the with the film, it was usually something that they did, and not necessarily apes apes monologue. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, but also just with Win Win Wu, mm-hmm. whenever he you know it, it was. It was smart in a couple of ways with with Trevor. Uh, one, when when 
Shang-Chi was talking to, to Wenwu about the whole Mandarin um, head fake that was executed in, in Iron Man 3. It 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 was an in-universe way of like apologizing for multiple sins. <laughs> right. Be- because it was the, you know, because it was clearly the in-universe. I mean, that was... I mean, even though Ben Kingsley is of Indian descent, but I mean the whole Mandarin and thing is still a very um, you know toxic type of stereotype that mm-hmm. uh, um, that they dealt with, and they tried to they try to deal with it in Iron Man three, and, and you know, and and doing and and doing so, they still tripped over themselves, right. <laughs> and then and of course, just from a historical standpoint, with this re imagining and retconning Shang-Chi's father, you know, with Fu Manchu. Uh, and, and so, you know, so it, within universe, they're like, yes, we, we, we acknowledge the, that yes, history is effed up and we're going to fix this. So I like the way they, they, that was a smart way they entered, you know, they, that they fixed the issue from a previous film, but also addressed issues from the historical legacy of this character and so, you know, so I think that was that was um, that was really smart writing again that that they have with this film. Um, you know, the, the um, I, I agree with you. It was I thought it was a very solid outing. I mean, the, and you know, it's, I've gotten had some days to like because I was really not wanting to make that snap judgment like right after the film was over because you know you know you'd be cold, totally prisoner of the moment. And and I really want to watch it again before I like really decide where it like ranks for me as far as the MCU. But I will say that it was a very solid like origin story. Right. When you, when you think about uh, some of the origin stories that we've seen, it, not only in the MCU but even just in the genre period. Right. Uh, I thought it, you know because this really was a character I had honestly. I mean, I had. Probably, you know, I probably knew about Fu Manchu. <laughs> I mean, and not, you know, just because, more so than than Shang Chi himself, and and Fin and Fin Fan Foom. I mean, you know, I've heard of those things, but I really never like were like comic books that I really read or even like thumb through in the comic book shop or whatever. So I, I came into this thing completely cold. So it's like spoon feed me at this point. And I, and I think that was what was so good about this film too. You you could. It was strong in the sense that you could, you, you didn't need to have too much depth of knowledge as far as the, the character from the comic books to really enjoy this film. Or, and also, it was a good, you know, if, if a person is just parachuting in now at phase four um, to the MCU, it, 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 you know, that's, it's, it was a, a good entry point for them because, you know, they had the right amount of, you know, with Wong and, you know, really establishing that Doctor Strange is definitely the new Tony Stark as far as the, I guess, de facto leader of the of the Avengers <laughs> moving forward. Uh, and 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 then also, um, you know, and of course, in the mid mid credit scene, and then really explaining a lot of cameos. Yeah, a lot of cameos, a lot, lot of cameos. expected cameos as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I I mean I I agree. I think I think that 
the action se sequences up until I, I still have my issues with the third act because they went DC, in my opinion, with oh, yeah. some of the visuals and the special effects. I get it, but come on. Um, that being said, I think beyond Morris and Trevor, the the thing that worked was their villain. Mm, yes. Was really complex. Mm-hmm. And we've noticed with Marvel movies, they work better with the more complexity complexity you have to the villain. So it's one thing for us to enter this movie and be like, oh, okay, so he Shang Chi has some daddy issues because mm -hmm. his daddy is Mandarin. Who wouldn't? But it it went down beyond that. I had no idea he had a sister. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> either. Like, yeah. What, yeah. that but okay all right and and i also like how that it wasn't just that he had a sister but she, um the mandarin is also her dad we have a badass sister yeah. who they were able to bring in her story and make you understand her perspective and that's why her end credit scene um made sense yeah. And and I was like, yeah, yeah, she she would do that. Yeah, <laughs> she, I thought it was going to come sooner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and but but I also I think that they this this became more about a family who didn't understand grief and mm -hmm. didn't understand how to deal with that grief and that loss, um, which is a very human emotion that um, I think allowed more people to connect to the story yeah. uh, beyond all of the spectacle that was around it. And, and I did see this movie with, with a friend of mine who is Chinese and um, she commented that they did a good job about incorporating aspects of the Chinese, Chinese culture huh. in this movie, like whether it be pulled from fairy tales or um or just or just things that that they're taught so i i thought that was a a really good opinion to bring in here um yeah. because of what this movie um means to um the asian culture yeah yeah I'm, I, I'm, that's 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 really good like for you know because I mean, you know, I guess the parallels for me would be like, be like Black, Black Panther, Panther. right? Uh, and, and some of the cultural, cultural experience, experience with, and, and with that. And so, having having hear, hearing your friend's perspective on that, I, I was wondering because I have you know haven't had a chance to you know, really talk to someone who Chinese descent and, and wanted to get you know get their take on it. Um, so that's that that's 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 pretty pretty awesome to to hear that they felt represented in, in watching this film. Uh, and, 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 you know, there were some, you know, thinking through that, and this is some of those universal things too. It's just like the, you know, the grandmother trying to set up Shang-Chi and, 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 or Sean, I guess, whenever, as he was going by and, and Katie and, and, you know, just those little funny moments. And, uh, you know, on the rundown, I know you had, um, uh, were semen, and uh, Aquafina in the same movie, and that was one of the problems I did have with the film. Um, oh, really? There, there were times. Just, I mean, I think 
It depends on the context. I mean, there were like some really strong scenes that they had together. Like when I think about whenever he was in the garden, once they made it through and uh, when he was in the village and mm-hmm. when he was um, pondering, like having to kill his father. Right, 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 right. So there was, you know, there's that. And, and, and also some of the bits like at the beginning when they were out with their friends and, and stuff. But then there were other points where, I don't know, like the, the bus sequence, like the actions the se- action was just like amazing. And I know we saw a lot of that in the trailers, but, you know, at the same time, I was kind of like um, uh, some of the li- one liners and stuff that I know it was, you know, the typical Marvel humor. Sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't. And I felt right. in, in some situations it just didn't land or it was just like, you know, the. The, the the moment if I were editing that scene, I would be like, you know, you're you're undercutting a, a potential particularly dramatic moment with uh, with a silly Marvel joke that really right. was was out of place at that point. Oh, see, that joke actually landed for me. Mm. Um, it worked better for me in the context of the movie than it did in the trailer. Mm. Okay. Because I remember that joke in the trailer, and I was like, okay, yeah. this is stupid. Yeah. Um, but they twist. They, it's not the same thing. It's taken out of context in the trailer, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. I mean, I, I, th- I'm, I have very mixed feelings about this too because I think that those two characters have a true and honest friendship. Mm-hmm. There was freaking no romantic chemistry between them. Yeah, I completely. <laughs> that, and yeah. that just pisses me off. Because I, there, there, I, I'm blanking on her name, but I know of an actress who I've seen in, um, I've seen in a movie where she would have killed that part and she would have brought the heat. And, and I get why you cast Aquafina, but I just, I just wonder if they had an actual chemistry read. Because if these two are supposed to go where, they're hinting they're gonna go. I'm just like, I just don't see it. You you sold me on their friendship. You yeah. sold me on them being like lifelong friends, but the chemistry, I just was not. And you yeah. know me, Will. I yeah. I call a ship when I see it, and I I am not seeing a ship whatsoever. Yeah, you do, you do. And actually, see, I got the different. I I got the different vibe from that. I think for me, I I was. I was cool with them just remaining friends. And, you know, I don't think, you know, and, and maybe it's because we've been tainted by the CW brush or whatever with the shipping, but, you know, it's okay for, it's okay for the protagonists and the, oh, and I think the so too. yeah, yeah. They don't have to necessarily end up being in a ship. So I, 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 I'm fine with them being friends the whole way. Uh, but, you know, but, uh, and not being a love interest down the road, yeah. uh, unless they're unless they're trying, you know. But I, I, I see your point though, if like because you know Tony and Pepper had that kind of same dynamic going, you know, in Iron Man, and then they ended up finally getting married and stuff. So you oh, know, that's, come that's, on. that's but there's a difference between the yeah. chemistry between Gwyneth Paltrow and Robert Downey. Well, well that, true, true. Maybe not the best example. That, like that's my point. It's yeah. I, I totally understand what they're doing, but I just don't see that spark. Mm-hmm. And and that spark should be there. You should be wanting. You should be the viewer. Should be the grandma. 
Yeah. That is how we should feel. We should be like, oh, you're two just friends. Yeah, that's cool. D- mm-hmm. Talk to me in three movies. Uh-huh. We'll talk about this <laughs> friendship. But I yeah. didn't feel that. I was like, stop making those eyes because I don't believe those eyes. Those eyes feel forced. So just mm-hmm. stop it. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. That's your friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we do have a few more other things to get to tonight. So, um, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, if you haven't seen it, you've just been spoiled by us, but um, still recommend to go see it. Yeah. While you, um, show the movie some love. Um, sticking to the Marvel track, we did get another edition of the What If series. Granted, it was zombified. I don't really have too much to say about this episode. Yeah. The last episode was had such a dramatic purpose mm-hmm. beneath the what if scenario that this week's episode, it's not that it fell flat. I just it, it it's really hard to 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 top the previous yeah. weeks, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I was surprised by all of the cameos. Um and and this was a very heavy Spider-Man one. Yeah. I, was, I was a bit shocked by that. And also, um, what's her? I didn't realize how much of a badass Hope was. I just yeah. didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. They they definitely it was definitely heavy Spider-Man, Ant-Man, and the Wasp uh, centric episode. And and I guess and also Banner as well. I mean with with. Uh, and I, but I agree with you that I this episode. I mean, there were, I think for me, there were like a lot of just solid like laugh out loud moments that mm-hmm. I had as I was watching it. But it, uh, but, uh, but overall, it was just like okay, it was good, not my favorite. Um, actually, actually, I think if I had to rank them, this is probably like my. I mean, I've liked them all, but I think this is like, you know, my one that I was kind of like, it's like, if I had to rank it, I would say last week was one, the Star-Lord was two, Avengers three, um, Captain Carter four, and this was my fifth favorite, if I had to rank them. I would still put this above Captain Carter. Hmm. I would, yeah. I would uh-huh. because it had so many people. It had happy in there. Yeah, it did have a lot of the supporting cast. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's they're happy. Yeah. <laughs> what I just, I think what what this what this episode did well was um, from the get go. It it threw me off when we started with the End Game mm-hmm. flashback. No, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Infinity War. And then all of a sudden, it also explained how the virus started, and the virus started through through something that occurred in Ant Man Two and a change that happened there. And yeah. I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. And then we get we get started on this this story, and you're seeing all of these characters, whether they're still alive and fighting or they're the zombified version. Um, the, it took me off guard when we saw T'Challa as well as Vision and Scarlet Witch and that. And um, it, it definitely was a fast-paced episode where yeah. 
there was a lot of movement, a lot of deaths, a lot of a lot of um, things that um, it was like a fast-paced a zombie movie, which yeah. which I think they were going for. Um, yeah. But but I agree with you because there just wasn't that overall arc. It it didn't stand out as much as maybe a few of the others. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's yeah. I mean, just the way it was structured. I think you're right. I mean, it, maybe this was you know given that we went so dark and so deep last week with the Doctor Strange one, and 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 sometimes you know we talk about this often where you know the the following week could be a change of pace, and maybe this week's was the change of pace to be a little bit more like kind of you know parody you know not parody but you know more of a you know walking dead night of living dead to kind of lighten things up a bit even though there were zombies but but the, the you know the humor was there but i just felt like it was just a lot of a lot of things is thrown on the storyboard but no like i didn't feel like a cohesive through line yeah in, in in the story and 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 the, the previous four had a, a clear start middle and finish and and felt like it was advancing something this just felt like oh this is do some cool shit and we'll just you know have fun with it and have a have the watcher get i mean one thing that did stand out with that i remember is you know where we're getting you know again another week where the watcher is closer and actually this week we got to see his lips move (laughs) and so so you know so you know so there's that but but beyond that i just felt like yeah, there's some cool things here and there, but it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I've enjoyed them all. I mean, I, not to say I didn't enjoy it. It's just that for me, it's just like. Low. Yeah. I actually would also put this above the, um, if the vendors all died. Mm. Because Spider-Man's uh, monologue about hope. Yeah. That, and that was so true to his character. And mm. to what we know and his loss. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why Spider-Man is so beloved. It's because if you look at his whole story, he has yeah. lost a lot. Yeah, and that's true. So hopeful. And and then you also, I, I, for whatever reason, I appreciated more of the Ant-Man story that was incorporated. Mm-hmm. The Ant-Man, the Wasp, and all of that. Um, in this, as opposed to when the Avengers died, because it just, I don't know, I don't know. Mm. There, there was something about that episode where I didn't, I wasn't as engaged as I, I, I think I was. And then on top of that, because we've already seen WandaVision, mm-hmm. when they brought in Vision and seen what he was doing. Yeah, true. Oh my God. You yeah. just, that is consistent. Yeah. <laughs> so so i mean despite um what you were saying about some of the weaker parts those those moments still stood out to me where i'm just like yeah i I would i would actually probably put this um above a few of the other episodes fair fair enough and you know and and it could just be my this inherent bias against zombie films and stuff too yeah that may be that may be coloring my coloring my um uh, objectivity uh, in, in in ranking the episodes, but you know, but I've, I've 
I uh, yeah, but be watching the the what ifs with my daughter and stuff, and so um, you know that that Avengers assembled one uh, really. You know, upon second rewatch, I actually gained a greater liking to it um, mm. that that I than I did with my initial initial watch through with it. Um, and you know, maybe once I'll watch this one the second time, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll redo my my ranking. Uh, and, and once we get through all, I guess the first, I guess I think it's nine episodes um, with the first season. So uh, you know, check back with me. Check back with me then, as far as how the how uh, rank all these. So, but that's just you know, again, that's just sort of my one day removed take on it. Yeah, you're. What you brought up about the um, the pacing of a season and how sometimes when we have those episodes that are really dark, you mm-hmm. you have to go to the other extreme. Not that a zombie apoc- apocalypse is lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but there. Um, yeah, yeah. But but I think that also applies to what happened in Stargirl this week, where mm-hmm. we went off of. A few episodes that were very light, very, very much like, okay, a lot of buildup. And in this episode, we actually did get the first showdown between the Justice League and Eclipso. Very dark yeah. moment. Um, and and um, kind of horrifying. Yeah. It, it, also... Please yeah. work on your freaking CGI people. <laughs> like, come on. Those, the paint, I see what you were doing, but whatever. Um, this episode, um, I like better than a lot of what I've seen in the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, with the setup with Cindy, like, this is what I've been missing. Okay. Yeah. I've been missing this, this thread about her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope we find out. I hope we actually see what happened. Um, I I really like that exchange between Cameron and Cindy because we're still Cameron. Cameron is like Cisco on yeah. this. Right, <laughs> like randomly, we'll place him in episodes, and he'll randomly not be around in episodes. And so it's very hard to really connect with that character. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, he was very present, and we see him still dealing with the grief of his father's death, and Cindy is trying to um, convince him to join her squad. But but that moment, and that was just a great acting moment between these two actors, um, yeah. where he talks about how he will never believe a word she says because when her mom died, she came to school and said, I never really liked her anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That was that, that line that definitely that and the, and the moment between Cindy and uh, Cameron's um, uh, grandmother are the two, 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 two lines of dialogue that stand out uh, not only on this episode, but also just, just in the series to date. Um, Mm -hmm. Because um, yeah, like as you said, it really, it, it really sets up. You know, we we've we've known all of Cindy's issues. We know how the Dragon King tried to, you know, you know, he basically molded her into Shiv. And we and and like you, I I want to know what happened after the Dragon King startled her uh, mm-hmm. after, uh, and so 
so that mo- you know so Cameron and her and you know and basically like blowing her off as far as like trying to set you know trying to establish her new ISA uh, was a very powerful moment and then just the, ch- the, the literally the, the literally chilling moment with the grandmother and Cindy <laughs> where she like puts the you know huffs the, the cold air <laughs> the I'm, I'm glad that we finally got a grandma payoff yeah they've been lurking mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how much that that power was inherited um, yeah. And so that's that's cool to see the lineage and mm-hmm. the legacy, and um, and 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 I like that aspect. Yeah. But um, I I also I also think that the writers really got Sydney and Cameron right in this episode, and I just keep thinking about the whole Eclipso showdown where um, he he taunts Rick. Yeah. Because Rick is apparently, this is news to me, everyone. Apparently Nick is, uh, or Rick is like being like, am I a monster because, or is Grundy the monster? Which we've known, they've done these, they've shown these um, these clips where he, he still believes that, or no, Grundy is still out there in the woods. And so he's trying to feed him as like a type of penance, I guess. But, yeah. but this just bothers me, Will, because I'm like, I should at this point in this season know where Rick is mentally and, yeah. and, and what the trauma is, what the struggle is. And it, I really I can't understand it. And how Yolanda just don't get in, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, guys, we, we shouldn't these characters should be better fleshed out. At this point in this season, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm glad. On the one hand, I I I totally agree with you. They they need to flesh this aspect out. But the other, but what I do like about this is they're not doing what some of the other shows on this network will do, which is like everything. You know, this basically deal with the trauma and then. You know, and then you know, we give a rousing speech, and everything is everything's good again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so uh, you know, so there is, I think, there is greater depth of character and character development as, as we see it. Because I think we, you know, we we do see some of the flashbacks, and in particular when Eclipso was uh, taunting taunting Rick in the school of 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 the night that Grundy um, you know kills the original Hour Man. And Rick's mom, um, you know, so we get, you know, so, so I think Rick still has a lot of unresolved issues with that as, as far as the loss of his parents. Um, you know, I know it does seem kind of one note with Yolanda at this point with still dealing with the, the guilt of, of, you know, what happened with, um, uh, I can't remember his name, but, uh, I guess the Iceman's, um, son, um, not the Iceman, the, uh, uh, Brainiac son. I can't remember his name either. Yeah. Um, but you know, first season, not Brainiac, but brainwave, excuse me, brainwave, um, brainwave son, different brainy. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but there's that. And then the other thing that we've been really harping on, and I'm glad that things are progressing is, um, uh, with Beth. Beth. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep, I agree there. Because there's been, Beth has been given a lot more screen time. And I know part of that is because Dr. Midnighter and who we, we know is trapped in the shade and she's still trying to fix her goggles and get that friendship back because she mm-hmm. finally, she finally had a friend like, yeah. yes, the other members of the team are her friends, but she, she had this, this bond, this connection. And now in light of what's going on with her parents, she feels like she's losing it. So they're, re- they're really doing a good job with Beth this season. Yeah. Um, I just wish, and, and I hope that this is where it's headed, that we do start to get more momentum with what's going on with Yolanda as well as Rick. And and Courtney, um, we didn't see a lot of what what is really haunting Courtney. Right. Um, which is interesting because I would I would want to know, especially as she starts to attempt to make out with the son of the man she kind of helped kill. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we haven't seen we haven't seen him in a while, but Sylvester Pimbleton is yep. still lurking out there, and I think you know they're holding. I, I'm glad they're. I, you know, I'll have to hand it to the to the showrunners and the creative team of this show. They do a good job of balancing things out. As I as the season has, we're at the fifth or sixth episode now, and you know they they give us these little more. You know that was I guess episodes one and two because like the last thing we saw him, he was you know Sylvester was like talking to um, um, Pat's ex wife in the mm-hmm. diner. Yep. I remember that. Yep, and then we haven't seen him since. But I think that's you know, but but that's the I think that's the the when Eclipso attack finds Courtney's weakness, that's the thing he's going to exploit because she still wants she still is dealing with the fact that she probably is not um, the legacy uh, you know kid. Like man, we you know we dealt with that earlier this season too. Whenever we had Alan Scotts uh, with Jade coming into town, so I think yeah, you know, th- those are the things I think maybe Eclipso will try to will try to exploit with with Courtney as as we get further into the season. Thank you. Um, I now I'm starting to figure out some crazy things that Eclipso can do with Pember- Pemberton and. Um, and 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 yeah, you're you're right. I think I think the 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 pace this season is a bit too slow for me. Mm. Um, but but we just have to be a bit more patient and allow the the writers to to finish tell to to really build this momentum um, that is headed somewhere. Yeah. Um, I I just, the, yeah. What? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say I I felt that this episode, you know, we were I think maybe two two episodes back, we you know with the with the um, with the whole mic thing, we felt things were kind of going and spinning. That was a horrible episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I felt like like as you said with early on, and I, I think. Just thinking about this, this is, you know, now that we did have a showdown, we actually, the, the JSA finally did have that first face off with Eclipso and really, and 
I think will the team will will learn hopefully learn from that because they've now all the warnings Pat has been trying to share with them about how dangerous this opponent is. They they they've seen it firsthand now. Yeah, I I did like that moment when they were back at the garage and it's like the guy he, it made us see things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just you know I'm not Courtney's biggest fan, so for me I'm just like, damn it, why didn't <laughs> Courtney see anything? Because she's the one who needs to learn this lesson about how dangerous this is. Um, she will. I, I'm sure she she's going to and. And some some things are some truths that will be exposed. And and you're right. They the CW especially does have this tendency like we don't revisit what happened in the previous season, even Mm -hmm. though if you look at that finale, there was there was a lot of fallout and there should be a lot of I don't I wouldn't say grief, but probably survivors guilt. There's a ripple effect, and in this show in particular, because they chose the route of essentially the Justice League and the Injustice League having all of this offspring, like, we're, we're looking at families, and, and that reminds me of the str- highlight of last week's episode where you have um, Tigress and Sportsmaster mm-hmm. who are evil, and yet you are able to see them through the lens of them being parents. Yep. 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 So I, yeah, I, I, I think overall this episode reminded me of had more of the season one magic that I think the last few episodes have been lacking on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I hope that they just continue to build upon that. Um, agreed. Go from there. Yeah. Uh, Titans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I almost fell asleep during this episode. I was so freaking bored. Um, the highlight of Titans for me is um, just the question, what the fuck is the age difference between Connor and Sapphire? <laughs> what is that age difference? I need to know because I am not sure if if I if, if the looks are appropriate or weird. I just I can't make up my mind about it. I'm very conflicted here. Um, thank God Connor was in this episode. I that actor is just doing a great job. He is. Please have him randomly show up on Superman and Lois for no apparent reason. I just think that would be fun. Um, what else can I say? Uh, Gar is surprising me this season. Hmm. I um I I can see where they're going with Gar. Okay. And and I like it. I I like how he is is has has decided he wants to save Jason. Um and he's taking this other approach that Dick isn't because Dick has his own issues and um no, I do not ship Dick and Barbara. Um, I was very annoyed by that scene that happened. And, um, yeah, we, uh, we went to an ice cream store. They didn't get ice cream, but thank God for Connor. Um, Will, what am I missing? (laughs) (laughs) So I, I I like that. Actually, actually, I was not bored by the episode, but it, but the prop, but as I was making notes as I was watching it. And I was like, it was my problem with the episode was that it was just so 
predictable what was going to happen. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, the, you know, because I was like, okay, I see where to, you know, because I remember back to like last week with when Scarecrow had gotten Barbara's facial recognition. So I was like, oh, he's going to like use, you know, whenever, so whenever Dick and Barbara walked into the, uh, into Oracle, I was like, oh, he's just going to, you know, he's going to figure out a way to hack the system. And sure enough, he had, <laughs> he did. And then with, when the mob lady wanted Starfire to get her son and then they got there and stuff, I was like, well, we're going to see the murder come. Here comes the murder. Boom. It happened. I mean, it was just, it was just this, the, the problem with this week's episode, it was entertaining, but it was very predictable. Uh, that, that, that was my, main main gripe with it uh, uh you know you know it's a night you know it was a lot of nice easter eggs and throw you know to you know with with the oracle and you know i thought about the um you know, the device that uh bruce created in the dark knight uh, you know which was essentially his own version of oracle uh that you know that uh, lucius used to track down the joker and you know they kind of did the same kind of thing here um and then, of course, you know, Dr. Freeze, I mean, you know, so you always get the bat, you know, you get the various bat nods and stuff. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Like, that, that is why I was so bored. And and I just want the writers to go back and revisit what they did in, in episode three. Because mm-hmm. episode three was arguably a predictable episode. And yet, the way the last 10 minutes or 15 minutes of that episode went from predictable to high tension, high stakes, high drama. Mm -hmm. They didn't do that in this episode. It just stayed status quo. Oh my God. They came in and they no, Did they, did they manage to capture crane and jason which by the way they don't really explain how those two randomly got away yeah Um, come on guys i thought you were superheroes yeah (laughs) but but and um and but they ruined the plans for the shipment and the drugs and and i see what they're gonna do with jason and it's just Yeah, yeah. You hit it spot on. It's a predictable episode that didn't have any any like this is why we're doing it. We're 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 um yeah, it just it didn't land a punch. Yeah, it just basically used the opportunity to <clears throat> to exploit the tensions between Dick and Barbara to the point where like they're back together again. There are no and, tensions between those two characters, uh, just like yeah, and, and 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 of course, you know, which will you know go back to Lady Lady Viv. Based, something's going to happen to Barbara because that's just what's going to happen. Because you know, whenever you have two people, two characters like that in love, uh, you don't introduce a, a lady. You know, well, they're yeah. not in love; they are in lust. Well, when they're in lust, excuse me, they are in lust. Okay, they are not in I, love. I stand corrected. Very nostalgic lust. Yes, I stand corrected. You are correct. They are. I think that's pert well said. Nostalgic lust, and yeah, Lady Viv's going to take advantage of that, and so that's why you bring that kind of character into the story. Um, which which is I hate that they they've shoved Dick and and Corey's relationship to the side. I mean, they just like 
yeah, uh, they hooked up, and then like now they they're like, okay, you have to hook up. Maybe they had, you know somewhere off camera they decided too complicated. <laughs> we can't work no, together. It's not too complicated because they've hooked up more than once. They hooked up in season one. They hooked up on season yeah. two. I've been counting. Yeah. <laughs> they for for some reason they have decided that this season she'll not shall not be hooking up. But yeah. there has been some eye contact. There has been some suggestions that there are still feelings there. They yeah. just want to play this Barbara thing out. Yeah. To her but inevitable. Not, yeah. I hope I hope not demise. I mean, Barbara clearly, you know. Just, I mean, granted, they I mean, obviously, you know, they can this it's different from the comic book universe, but Barbara, you know, is still with us. So I don't I I hope they don't like end up killing her too. But you know, who knows? Maybe maybe they might. But um We need some uh, stakes, people. Hank we do need died an awfully long time ago. We need some new stakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of stakes, yeah, then yeah, and I agree with you with Connor and and, and Blackfire. It's just like uh, we we yeah we we I, I guess I guess he's in his maybe early twenties at this point. Or well, but no, but he and Gar are like the youngsters. I mean, they're like they're like the like sixteen, seventeen year olds, I guess, at this point on the team. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. They haven't confirmed he's half alien. She yeah. is full alien. Just a lot of mixed signals. But they, like, those two have more chemistry, weird mm-hmm. chemistry, but more chemistry than Barbara and Dick. They do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, they, it bounces off the screen. <laughs> like, whenever they, if you first showed up at Wayne Manor, that definitely, yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. But, but you know, like I said, maybe maybe next week it'll it'll be um, it'll it, they'll they'll regain their footing and and at some point they're going to have to reintroduce Raven and and Donna Troy as well. So uh, for Donna, not for Raven, I have yeah. not. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can follow find you? Yes, you can find me and uh, tweet me at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. You can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Find us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and our website at www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>